and welcome to the WQSU NFL Mock Draft. I'm Alex, and today I'm going to be doing a one-round mock draft for the 2022 NFL Draft coming up in a couple of days. With the number one overall pick, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher out of Michigan. Hutchinson has ideal size and quickness for an edge rusher. He has a wide array of pass rush moves and holds his own in the run game. I think Hutchinson is a great fit for the Jaguars because they don't have a defensive player that is a standout that is not named Josh Allen. This season, they only had 32 sacks, and that was tied for the fifth least among all NFL teams, and 23 less sacks than the number one sack team, that being the Steelers. The Jaguars also have many future stars on offense, and their defense has been struggling since 2017, where they made the AFC Championship. Now, with the second pick in the NFL Draft, I have the Detroit Lions selecting Trayvon Walker, edge out of Georgia. Walker is highly athletic, so much so that the Bulldogs dropped him into coverage at times, and he made some insane plays in those coverages. Walker has a lot of power at the point of attack in the run game and the pass game, and is able to get into the backfield a majority of the time. The Lions had just 30 sacks this past season, and that was the third least of all teams in the NFL. Walker would be a key part of this defense right out of the gate. Now, with the third pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I have the Houston Texans selecting Kenyon Green, offensive guard out of Texas A&M. Kenyon Green is an anchor on the offensive line when he is lined up at guard. He is quick enough to seal the edge when he has to pull and seamlessly gets to the second level of the defense on run plays. If he is uncovered in the pass game, he looks for someone to block. The Texans gave up 44 sacks this past season and have given up some of the most multiple different years. One year, Deshaun Watson was sacked 62 times, which is the fifth all-time on most time sacked in a season. With the number four overall pick, I have the New York Jets selecting Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. The Jets have not had a shutdown corner since Darrell Revis, and Ahmad Gardner would fill that role on the Jets perfectly. Last year, the Jets went heavy on offense in the draft, and this year they should draft defense heavy. Throughout three years of college football, he never gave up a touchdown. People are saying that he's not going to retain that level of play because of attending Cincinnati. But to me, giving up zero touchdowns throughout three years at any level of college is amazing. And at the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I have the Seahawks trading up to number five with the New York Giants to select Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. Malik Willis is a dual-threat quarterback just like Russell Wilson, and he will fit right into the Seahawks' offense. They won't have to change their offense around a fit Drew Locke, who's more of a pocket passer than a runner. Willis can fit the ball into some tight windows and isn't all arm. He can change the speed of the ball with ease for different types of throws, and I think he can beat Drew Locke out of the starting position and make this quarterback transition easier on Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. With the sixth pick, I have the Carolina Panthers taking Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pitt. I see a lot of Sam Donald from weeks one to three this past season. In those first three weeks of the 2021 season, Sam Donald was a top three quarterback in the NFL. I think that Pickett will become that type of player after a year of being the Panthers starter. And in my opinion, a quarterback is the only thing keeping the Panthers from competing for the NFC South division title. Pickett has the potential to avoid defenders with ease in the pocket and can escape when he is needed to. He has great anticipation, which helps him deliver the ball better than most. In my opinion, he will slide right into the Panthers offense and be able to produce. With pick number seven, I have the New York Giants selecting Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. In the past years, the Giants have had struggles on the offensive line. Evan Neal is one of those players that can get thrown in and make an immediate impact. In the past game, Neal is like a brick wall, and in the run game, he's an unstoppable force once he gets going. 
for his size, he is shockingly quick, which allows him to easily get to the second level and get to the outside on screens. With the eighth overall pick, I have the Atlanta Falcons selecting Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. After the Falcons lost to Calvin Ridley due to his suspension, they'll be looking for a replacement. Drake London is the best wide receiver in the strap class. He may not be the fastest, but he gets off the line just as fast as anyone else. He has a big frame and an even bigger catch radius. He uses his frame to his advantage when it comes to 50-50 balls and wins a lot of them. His route running is also exceptional, and he even fights for extra yards after the catch. He can also block better than most receivers, which is always a plus. I think he's going to slide right into this Falcons offense and produce better than Kyle Pitts did in this past season. With the ninth overall pick, I have the New York Giants selecting Kayvon Thibodeau, edge out of Oregon. The Giants have had a lackluster defense in recent years, and adding Kayvon Thibodeau would certainly give that defense a fire it needs. Thibodeau is an explosive edge rusher that can play anywhere in the front seven of that defense. The Giants need offensive line, but I think they will go one offensive pick and one defensive pick in the first round because they need help on both sides of the line. Thibodeau is going to slide right into that defense and create an immediate impact with the Giants. The New York Jets, with their number 10 overall pick, will select Jermaine Johnson II, edge out of Florida State. Johnson is quick off the ball and is able to use his size to his advantage. He uses his size to get tackles that might be out of reach for the average edge rusher. Another way he uses his size to his advantage is by keeping offensive linemen at a distance on run plays. The key to stopping a rush is to get distance and fill the gap that the offense is trying to create. Just like I said before, the Jets need help all over the defensive side of the ball, and they don't have a standout defensive end. All great defenses have a staple defensive end, and he can be that one for the Jets. At number 11, the Washington Commanders select Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. One of my favorite prospects in this draft has to be Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton would fill that role that Landon Collins had and probably do a better job than Collins has done in these past few years. Hamilton has a lot of versatility against the pass and is just as good against the run. He easily finds the ball and makes a play on it. Outside of playing the ball, he is a great blitzer, which is something you want from your safety. It keeps the offense on their toes, especially if he lines up all over the field. Hamilton will fit right into that commander's defense and easily fill that role that Landon Collins had. The Minnesota Vikings with the number 12 overall pick select Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. In his first year of college, Stingley had an amazing year, but in the past years he has been inconsistent and this past season he tore a ligament in his foot during LSU's game in week 4. Stingley is at his best when in press coverage and reroutes receivers with ease. He can stick with the deep routes and is always in position to defend a 50-50 ball. The best cornerback on the Vikings right now is an aging Patrick Peterson. This is the year the Vikings will grab a possible shutdown corner in Stingley. With the 13th overall pick, the Houston Texans select Dax Hill, safety out of Michigan. Hill is a fast player with great speed and instincts. The Texans have not had a good safety since Tyron Matthew left in the 2019 offseason. Hill would be able to step in and immediately fill that role that they have been missing for a few years. At Michigan, he lined up a lot in the middle of the field or over the top of a slot receiver. He has great closing speed and moves fluidly as one would expect from a D1 athlete. He is great at covering underneath zones and a solid tackler and explosive blitzer. He is a great player that can flourish on any team. With pick number 14, the Baltimore Ravens select Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. The Ravens love drafting defense and this pick is not any different. Lloyd is great in coverage against tight ends and when he drops into his zone, it seems almost as natural to him as breathing. Not too long ago, the Ravens added Patrick Queen in the draft, and to pair a guy like Lloyd with him would make one of the best linebacker cores in the NFL. 
If Lloyd drops this far in the draft, don't be surprised when the Ravens take him off the board. At pick number 15, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. With Fletcher Cox slowing down and not being able to get into the backfield as much, the Eagles finally decide to draft a player that can replace him once he retires. Fletcher Cox still has a few years in him, but he won't be as productive as he's been in past years. A massive human being such as Davis would be a perfect replacement. He is fast off the line and ran a 4.78 40-yard dash at 6'6 six six and 340 pounds. He has quick hands at the line of scrimmage and can collapse a pocket easily, though he is at his best against the run. His size makes it easy to fill the gap and direct the back right into a teammate. To round out the first half of the 2022 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Ikum Ekwanu. The Saints could use a tackle on the other side of Ryan Ramchek, and Ekwanu is their man. He has great size and knows how to absorb bull rushers. He is best in the run game and can move defenders with ease. He always blocks until the whistle. His pass protection needs work, but all the tools are there. But if he can't get his pass protection figured out, it would be easier to move him to guard. The Saints would be getting a stud in Equanu. To start off the back half of the NFL draft, at pick number 17, the Los Angeles Chargers select Nicobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. Both Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are listed as linebacker on the Chargers roster, but the majority of the time, they line up on the edge of the defensive line. In this offseason, the Chargers lost Kaiser White in free agency to the Eagles. Nicobe Dean is a top two linebacker prospect and has a strong argument for being the top linebacker prospect. He may be a little undersized for linebacker, but he makes up for it with his speed, instincts, athleticism, and knowledge of the game. He is a great open field tackler and is a tough match for both running backs and tight ends. Blitzing is another one of his specialties and times the snap to slip past the offensive line. In zone coverage, he can close on a receiver quickly if one ends up in his zone. Dean is an all-around great linebacker that will thrive in the NFL. With their second pick in the first round, at pick number 18, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. The Eagles in back-to-back years will take Alabama wide receivers. Williams is a speedy receiver and can get to his speed not many players can. A speedy guy like him is at his best on runaway routes, but he can also be highly productive on those deep routes. Though Williams seems like a no-brainer this late in the draft, he suffered a twin ACL in the College Football National Championship, and he does have problems with letting balls get too close to his body. When the ball gets too close, it can result in drops, but that is something that can be worked on in the offseason. The Eagles haven't had great number one and number two wide receivers since the days of Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. Williams seems like he would be a great fit on the other side of Devontae Smith and would most likely replace Jalen Rager. At pick number 19, the New Orleans Saints select Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Only two receivers went in the first 18 picks so far. Drake London to the Falcons, and Jameson Williams to the Eagles. It would be a miracle if Wilson falls this far in the draft, but it is very likely considering a lot of teams are very high on London, and there are rumors that the Eagles really like Williams. The Saints have been without Michael Thomas for the majority of the past two seasons, and it may be time for some insurance in case Thomas gets injured again. Wilson is a smaller receiver but plays a lot bigger. He has a great start off the snap and amazing acceleration. Wilson also creates a lot of separation at the top of his routes, the one downside of Wilson is that he can be prone to drops if he is not 100% concentrated. At pick number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Cross may not have the quickest feet, but he stays with his blocks very well. One of his bright spots is his ability to pick out twists and stunts that the defense might bring. He sees them quickly and has the athleticism to make the block that needs to be made. His angles to the second level are great. His angles to the second level are great, and he can help Najee Harris out a lot in the run game. 
The Steelers have lost the stellar offensive line they had in 2018 and 2019. Cross could be the first step to getting back to that. At pick number 21, the New England Patriots select Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Olave is an overall smaller receiver that needs to add some upper body strength. Sometimes he can get caught and rerouted. He makes up for not having the upper body strength by being smooth in and out of the break of his routes, as well as creating a lot of separation. Olave is also a great ball tracker and can easily catch up to a ball if it is overthrown. The Patriots with Parker and Olave on the outside with Aguilar in the slot can prove to be a dangerous receiving core that many teams can't keep up with. With the 22nd overall pick, the Green Bay Packers select Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. The Penn State product has a deep ball speed and hands written all over him. Just like Olave, Dotson is an amazing ball tracker and can just as easily get to an overthrown ball. He also has the speed to pull away from defenders and make tackles miss. Dotson will easily perform at the next level of play. Being a smaller receiver, the Packers would use him heavily in the passing game deep downfield, which is one thing that we all know Aaron Rodgers loves. If Dotson and Rodgers can make a connection early and often, other teams better watch out for the Packers. At pick number 23, the Arizona Cardinals select Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. McDuffie is great in press coverage and almost never out of position. He plays with a quickness, toughness, and awareness better than most college players. In off coverage, he plays the receiver in a way that allows him to see the quarterback and the receiver easily and make a play when the time is needed. Since he is almost never out of position, he doesn't get thrown to a lot. But in my opinion, a cornerback that can do that is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than a cornerback that gets a lot of interceptions. The Cardinals are lacking at cornerback, and McDuffie will be a key player in the defense for years to come. At pick number 24, the Dallas Cowboys select Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Wyatt gets off the ball with a lot of speed and power. Like many defensive tackles, his stats aren't out of this world, but he also has stars all over that Georgia defense. Against the run, he gains control of the point of attack and maintains that control. Wyatt was a key part of the Georgia defense and will make an impact in the NFL. These past few years, the Cowboys have been lacking at defensive tackle, and Wyatt would fill that role. The Cowboys also lost Randy Gregory, an edge rusher, leaving this defensive line worse off than it was before. At pick number 25, the Buffalo Bills select Andrew Booth, cornerback out of Clemson. Booth has great ball skills and is quick on his feet. Like a lot of cornerbacks in this draft class, press is where he shines. Unlike a lot of cornerbacks in this draft, Booth doesn't reroute the receiver. Instead, he stays in their hip pocket. In off coverage, he is a little inconsistent and can get caught flat-footed sometimes, though these are things that can be corrected by NFL-caliber coaches. The Bills would most likely place Booth on the opposite side of the field from the Bills would most likely play Plath Plath Plath. The Bills would most likely play I said it again. The Bills would most likely place Booth on the opposite side of the field of Tredavious White. And against the number two receivers, Booth will shine. With the addition of Booth to the Bills defense, they will have one scary secondary for years to come. At pick number twenty six, the Tennessee Titans select Boye Mafe, Edge out of Minnesota. Mafe has a nice combination of power and speed that can be hard to stop when he gets going. As this past season went on, he got better and better, and I wouldn't expect that to stop. He started off slow, but once he stopped thinking about his movement and connected his hands and his feet, he was off to the races. Overall, Mafe is a raw, talented player with a lot of room to improve. The Titans haven't had a great edge rusher in a few years. I think that Mafe is a great fit for that defense and really has a chance to shine against the young AFC South offensive lineman.
with the 27th overall pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select George Carl Aftis, edge out of Purdue. Carl Aftis has the size, power, and instincts that you want from an edge rusher. His best weapon is converting speed into power. If he gets blocked early on in a play, it won't likely stay that way for long. He refuses to continue to be blocked for long periods of time. Carl Laftis also has a great sense of where the quarterback is, whether the quarterback is in the pocket or not. Against the run, he is also very strong, setting the edge against single blockers and splitting double teams easily. The Buccaneers let Jason Pierre-Paul go this offseason, and Carl Laftis can fill the hole that he left and produce more than Jason Pierre-Paul has in recent years. The Bucs get a steal of a draft pick this late in the draft. With the 28th pick in the NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia. The Packers lost linebacker and edge rusher Zadarius Smith this offseason, and I don't think they can afford to trade up in the draft and lose a pick this early. Walker is a huge linebacker, standing at 6'4 and 240 pounds. Walker has a nice blend of speed and physicality that makes him stand out more than others. He is fast enough to cover running backs and tight ends in man coverage, but his own coverage is a little lacking. Once he figures out what's going on, he can be a real problem for the offense. He is also great at rushing off the edge, even though it doesn't seem like he plans out a move. His speed and effort is more than enough to get him into the backfield. The Packers would get a stud on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball if they can get both Walker and Dotson. With the 29th pick in the draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Nick Benito, edge out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma used Benito in every aspect of defense. As an edge rusher, they used him as a quarterback spy on more athletic quarterbacks and sometimes even used him to cover tight ends. He has great snap anticipation and has a great burst to win the battle at the line almost immediately. Everything that he does on the field is fast and smooth. Against the run, Benito is not as effective, but if he adds strength, he has a chance to become a better player than a lot of the other edge rushers in this draft. Pairing Benito with Frank Clark would give the Chiefs two athletic edge rushers that can be used in any situation. With the 30th pick in the NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Sky Moore, wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Like Tyreek Hill, Moore is a smaller receiver with good route running and speed. His release is very quick, and he doesn't waste any steps at the top of his routes. He attacks cornerbacks and creates separation with ease. With his strong hands, he can win contested catches easily, and after the catch, he has a tough receiver to bring down. With a high top speed, he can fill the role left by Tyreek Hill easily, and Mahomes will find him just as fast and reliable. With the 31st pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. Gordon has an aggressive play style for a cornerback. He has great impress coverage, even without using his hands much. He likes to stay with the receivers and play the ball instead of the receiver. In off coverage, he has great instincts with the ability to come downfield suddenly and makes plays on the ball a lot. When it comes to 50-50 balls, he is amazing, only losing a few this past season. Washington used him as a blitzer quite a bit, and that is something that easily catches offenses off guard. Last year, the Chiefs secondary struggled a lot, and Gordon will get them a ton of great plays and turnovers. With the final pick in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft, at pick number 32, the Lions select Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Burks is a big physical receiver standing at 6 foot 2 and 225 pounds. The Razorbacks use Burke as a Swiss Army knife in their offense. He played on the inside, outside, in the slot, at running back, and even as a Wildcat quarterback. Arkansas liked to get the ball in Burke's hands as fast as possible and let him be the playmaker he is. A lot of the routes he ran were short routes like slants and bubble routes. Burks does like to catch the ball with his body, which can lead to drops, but a lot of college receivers catch the ball with their body and then transition to catching the ball with only their hands. 
This is something that can easily be worked on and fixed in the NFL. He has shown the ability to go up and get balls that will be out of reach for other players. I see a mix of Michael Thomas's route running and Debo Samuel's playmaking ability in Burks. And he will fit great across from Amon Ross St. Brown, who broke out late in the 2021 season. In the first round of this draft, teams without a pick are the 49ers, Bears, Broncos, Browns, Colts, Dolphins, Raiders, and finally the Rams. A lot of the in-depth analysis that I provide in this comes from NFL analyst Daniel Jeremiah and his top 50 prospects in this year's draft. Thank you for listening, and I can't wait to see what this year's draft holds.